Welcome to the cybersecurity series where we explore key cybersecurity issues and the board's governance role in preparing for and managing cybersecurity. Hi, I'm Stephen Bowman, and together with Monica Schlesinger from the Advisory Boards Group, we delve into some of the really detailed intricacies of what the board needs to be aware of when it comes to cybersecurity. In this episode, we have a good look at what it takes to be cyber smart as a director. Monica explains how she got into cybersecurity, which is a most unusual and evocative story. She shares some of the key cybersecurity learning she has had as a director over the past few years and some practical advice on how you, as a director, can take up the mantle of cybersecurity champion. So Monica, you're one of the few um, directors and chair of boards who's also got a history in cybersecurity. How did you get into cybersecurity and, and what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? Well, I've got to say my, my career uh, spans about 30 years and the first 10 years of my career I worked as an architect and systems integrator and this means that I actually dealt with the, the majority of the Unix systems, Windows, NT. Um, so I was not a paperware architect, I was really um, deep in the technical stuff. Um, I remember back in 95, I was actually installing some of the first checkpoint firewalls in Australia. But I'm not claiming that I actually worked only in security because I, I moved into project management, program management, and then directorships. Um, however, I, I want to give you an example and I want to talk to you about how everything started recently and why we put together all these courses and, and all this information. Almost two years ago, um, we had a near accident, near cyber accident. Um, one of the companies that I lead, uh, eSpace Publishing, is, um, is doing apps and the majority of these apps are in the kids space, education space. Um, in the last three years, uh, we got probably close to 10 million downloads, which means about 10,000 downloads every single day. So you can imagine when we saw an unauthorized access from the Netherlands to our um, development account, how that felt for us. And I have to say that that absolutely changed my life. Ouch. Within probably less than two hours, we established, we, we, um, we investigated, we did the forensics and we realized that this was a legitimate access. I'm not going to mention why and how, mm -hmm. um, but it was not a cyber attack. Nevertheless, it was, that changed my life. From that point onwards, I started to read a lot more about it, to inform myself. Our network was very secure, and it is very secure. As I said, if you're, if you're working in the kids' uh, domain, you really have to, to put in place extra measures. So I started initially looking at articles, collecting, learning. All my friends and colleagues from other boards, they said, well, what are you reading? What are you doing, Monica? Can you tell us? Can you forward these emails to us? And that's how 
the newsletter started and now it's being done for probably more than 40 weeks. So every week I'm putting together a free newsletter, which I'm sending on Friday morning. I had a joke. I only put two or three articles there, so I, I do like the brief. The jokes are and, good. I've read them all. <laughs> and the joke comes at the end so that it doesn't wreck your weekend. <laughs> but it actually, the, the newsletter talks uh, a bit about the most important things that, that are happening. And also, sometimes I actually talk about what does it mean to you as a director or what should you be doing um, as a director. Now, one week is a private newsletter, it's a private flavor, and the other one is a corporate flavor, so you get um, a mix of um, both worlds. At the same time, I realized that, you know, being on boards, being a fellow of the Institute of Company Directors for the last 14 years, that directors do not speak about this. This, is, this was almost a taboo, something you don't speak about because you're scared um, of, of the cybersecurity and you sort of like want to push it aside. You don't want to see it because you don't know how to react to that. So I thought of combining my knowledge of governance and um, my capacity to, to create strategies with something that is uh, educating boards and taking care of, of this sort of um, strategic aspect of cybersecurity. So this is why we created a um, cybersecurity course for directors and officers we created a cybersecurity course um, for CXOs, for CIOs, managers, IT managers. Um, we created a um, risk management workshop that will help you understand how much to invest in risk. And um, don't think that simply saying, well, we are going to get cybersecurity insurance is enough because that is not the answer. I'm not discarding buying cybersecurity insurance, but in some cases I know many companies that have not done that because they um, took in their hands the, the defense of their networks. And also, of course, we have this um, cybersecurity newsletter. So um, I think if you do not want to undertake anything at the moment, at least you should try to, to register for the newsletter and start to, to learn a little bit about what's happening and to learn this new language because really it, it sounds like, you know, it is like a new language, like a foreign language that you need to, to learn and understand about cybersecurity. So if any directors who are listening to this podcast were wanting to take on the mantle of being the cybersecurity champion what are some of the lessons that you've learnt going through about how other directors take what it is that you want to put forward that, that, that you're saying how are some what are some of the reactions that you get and how have you found ways to get over the initial reluctance to even talk about cybersecurity I think the the first question that um, a director that wishes to become a champion of cybersecurity in the boardroom should ask is is simply you know in the strategic workshop perhaps or even at a board meeting to actually put it on the agenda and ask the question what could we do what would happen if we got um, attacked if we got hacked um, how would we react what would that mean for our business 
are we prepared? So if you start with these questions, then you actually get the entire board to think about it. Because it's not enough, I learned this so well over the years, it's not enough to have only one director talking about something and the rest of the board not understanding the subject. You've got to take the whole board with you. Um, so the board is like an entire ship that is moving slower, but you've got to take the whole team with you to have everybody on board because we are all, as a director, you know, I know that I am together as part of the team. I'm one of the team. And if something happens, either good or bad, to that company, um, you know, we are either held as heroes or we are held liable. One of the things, just listening to your talk, Monica, is that if I was to put a risk framework overlay on this cybersecurity issue, I would ask, be asking myself as a director, What's the potential for a cybersecurity attack to occur? And from what you're saying, I would have to put it as probably either high, medium or high because we know they're happening all the time, but often we just haven't been in the limelight of that million companies that one particular hacker has attacked. So there's either medium or high potential for it to occur and then the next component always is and if it does occur what is its impact going to be and its impact can be huge so when you look at it from a purely risk management perspective there's medium potentially high potential for it to occur and then high impact if it does and then what controls have we got around it well we've we've got really minimal controls around it by its very nature it has to rise to the top of your risk management register because high potential high impact very bad controls around it means it's got to be one of our high strategic risks how have you found people talking about the imminence or the potential for an attack to occur do they assume it won't because it hasn't or do they actually understand that it's just by pure luck that they haven't been attacked yet i think i uh, i want to quote from um from a report that was done by the Ponemon Institute in, um, in the United States for the Australian Signals Directorate. 60% of the organizations that get hacked will go out of business within six months. So I think this statement and the, the statistics actually answer your question about how should you rate this risk. I think it is extreme there is an extreme risk, you know, if you get hacked. So if you get hacked, the impact on you will be high because we know that over 60% will go out of business. So the impact's going to be high. I want us to have a look at, so what's the potential for it to occur in the first place? Because I know a lot of directors will say, oh no, we're we're in a sector, we we won't get hacked. No one's going to um, go after us specifically. I think you can, um, when you say uh, that directors are actually how can I say, trying to, to shy away from dealing with this issue is merely, it looks like putting your head in the sand. So you can no longer ignore it. The attacks are rampant. There are more and more actors that join um, this sort of underground market, you know, undercurrent, and they actually, it is very easy to go and buy these malware tools and simply go and spray with attacks and try to target as many computers as you can. 
and then a percentage of those computers will be weak enough uh, to actually fall victims. Only recently, and this is like it happened a few days ago and is, is one of the things that I'm talking in my newsletter uh, on Friday, um, is the WordPress vulnerability. Now this is the biggest CMS system in the world and so many websites um, are built using uh, WordPress. So there is an API, there is an interface that can actually, that has a zero-day vulnerability. It was patched immediately. However, not everybody upgraded their system to the version 4.7.2. So what can you do if you actually go and visit, not only if your website um, you know, is, uh, is using WordPress, but if you go and visit one of these sites that was not, and you're trying to blog or trying to do something on that website, and you can be simply redirected to um, an, a malicious site. So this is like one example, things can happen really, really quickly, and things are changing. And these hackers are on the lookout for new vulnerabilities all the time. This is a cat and mouse race. So are you prepared to be in this race? Because otherwise you might be taken out together with your organization. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information, go to www.consciousgovernance.com and explore the what we do tab.